Hello, and welcome to the Launch My Brand Today podcast. I'm Janice, and I'll be your host. I'm an entrepreneur, and for the last 14 years, I have been obsessed with all things branding and marketing. I help individuals create and share their story with the world, turning their unique purpose and passion into meaningful brands. This podcast is a culmination and celebration of those experiences. We'll dive into candid conversations with guests who are no strangers to the brand building space. From those who have built remarkable brands to those just starting out, we're bringing a wealth of perspectives right to your ears. I'm talking about the kind of guidance you can apply immediately to give your brand that extra edge. Our goal is to provide you with real, unfiltered talk on navigating the ups and downs of brand building. Expect to hear about overcoming hiccups, innovative problem-solving tips, and endless inspiration to fuel your brand building journey. Whether you're a thriving entrepreneur or looking to make a significant impact in your career, this podcast is your go-to source for all things personal branding. So if you're ready to create a personal brand that truly reflects your individuality and serves your highest purpose, you're in the right place. Welcome back to the Launch My Brand Today podcast. I'm your host, Janice, and I am so dang excited to introduce <laughs> a very special and the very first guest to our show. I'm talking about none other than the amazing Seda Desrosas. Hello, Janice and Seda. everyone. <laughs> Oh, I'm so happy Thank you're you for here. having me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, I want to take some time and acknowledge you and give everybody a little background to the amazingness that is Seda. <laughs> she is not just a powerhouse in her field with nearly two decades in retail luxury. Her journey in the luxury sector is a story of inspiration, creativity, and a relentless pursuit of excellence. She's the kind of leader who doesn't just lead. She inspires and innovates and motivates everyone around her. Aww. Her ability to maintain a strong relationship is simply extraordinary, be it clients, coworkers, team members, you name it. Aww. So Seda's story is fascinating. She has this rich background in luxury retail where she's truly made a name for herself. But there's something more to her story, something deeper. Seda always knew that she had more to offer, more to explore beyond the glamour of luxury retail. There was this inner voice, a calling, an urging, not just to live, but to manifest the most authentic version of herself. Yes. And that's where I really want to begin the conversation. <laughs> Yay. Because <laughs> first and foremost, can we even call jobs today like quote unquote nine to five? Like, is no, that fair anymore? <laughs> I don't even think that exists anymore. I'm sure it does somewhere, but um hardly. I think it's an old term, you know, to what used to be an office job. Yeah. You know? I think people still say office jobs are a nine to five, um, but more and more people are not in those types of jobs anymore and more and more people are going into service. So 
it doesn't really make sense anymore as a moniker for, you know, uh, speaking to working people in general. Yeah, I was curious about that because I was like, is that the right way to speak to that? I don't um, think so. And I'm just so curious. I mean, we're going to just dive right into it. So while working with these incredibly like globally renowned brands, knowing that there was this ember burning inside of you, did you always know this existed? Or is it something that kind of grew? And when you say this, you mean um, <laughs> like what I do like for podcasting or? I think just knowing that like while you were working in an or like in a job environment where you, you know, you clocked in, clocked out, knowing that there was something more that you wanted to contribute or there was something more outside of that that you knew that you would always step into? Oh, absolutely. Always. Oh, okay. Always. Like, you know, I think, I don't think I'm the only person who's like that. I think there are a lot of people who are ambitious and you you go into, especially something like fashion, you go into it because of the names. Yeah. You know, and anyone who says that they don't, I don't know what you're talking about because you know exact that's exactly <laughs> why you went into that business is having that proximity to that name, you know, but once that wears off, it's like, you don't own that company. <laughs> Your name is not on the door. I don't know how many times I have said that, you know, <laughs> because as, as a working person, I, and I have said that to so many of my uh, teams, my approach to working has almost always been as an independent contractor because the bottom line is I'm the one who signed and said that I would do that job, that specific job, and I know what I'm getting into. And it's a company who has an expectation for your work yeah that's black and white what you do with that is something else mm -hmm. because you can just do what's in black and white but I've always looked at it as a way of gaining an education oh I love that can you speak more to that yeah you know you're it, I first went into luxury and I always brag about the fact that I was recruited for every single job I had. <laughs> and I've worked for some of the most venerable brands in the world and at the highest level. And the reason I went into it in the first place was I love fashion. I love clothes. Um, and I also thought I wanted to start my own business in that arena. And I thought, what better way than to be in a store where you actually get to see the product come in, you see the product on the floor, you see firsthand the reactions, the comments, 
from the clients and the customers directly. And yes, I do say client versus customer. Client is someone who shops, you know, multiple times. Customer is somebody who's just, you know, there that day and might not be somebody who uh, shops regularly. Um, And I think that that is something that you should differentiate when you are paying such a premium for that product. But the edge going back to the education, you know, I, after working in the business for a couple of years, I decided I did not want to start a business because (laughs) number one, it's incredibly saturated. You have a lot of people that, yeah, that's why they go into that business too, is, is that proximity. And they think like, well, I'm a designer and this is what I have to do. And it's like, that's not actually true. There are a lot of jobs in the fashion industry that have absolutely nothing to do with the stores. Yeah. Uh, and just because you're there, it doesn't mean necessarily that the creativity of the brand is going to rub off on you. <laughs> it's right. a business. And I think that that's what a lot of people don't understand when they go into these, you know, oh, it's so, oh, you have such a luxurious job. No, it's a job. And while I love what I do and have done all over, you know, through the years, it's a job. It's not easy. It's actually one of the most um challenging businesses to be in especially these days because I think when I first got into that business it was a lot easier because it was like oh get that you know belt with g's on it and you know (laughs) your your home you know but what has changed in the last 10 to 15 years is that the customer has become so much more sophisticated as a consumer. So that brings you a whole other challenge of, you know, is your team prepared to talk to people who are very well-versed on your brand? You know, that might not always be the case. Yeah, and, and the client knows how things are made and who is where, which designers where, which designer used to be here. Like they just, they know so much more that used to be germane, the information that used to just be germane to the fashion industry, the client knows now, the customer knows now. Yeah. So that's another challenge. Um to the business because you you keep bringing things out and in my mind it's just become so much more homogenized because of that there isn't to me as much creativity because the customer has become so much more sophisticated and knows exactly what you're doing there's no uh not very much of a uh what do you call the Wizard of Oz thing? You know, uh, <laughs> like, yeah. you can't hide things anymore. Social media, everything yeah. that has changed everything. Okay. And I don't know, to me, it just seems like there will always be a place for luxury. But as technology moves quickly, 
luxury, like any other business, is trying to figure itself out because everything is going so fast and it's really hard to keep up with your clients and customers. And how do you get their attention now? Oof. That's a rhetorical question. Right. <laughs> that is, we're going to leave that one there. We're going to leave that there. But, mm. but, and, and this is what everyone has to contend with now is everything that I'm just talking about. So you have to think for yourself when you go even more. That's the only thing that I think that has stayed true is that you're an independent contractor. You have to decide what you are getting out of this. It is a two-way street. You're not begging for the job. You are making an agreement with a company to do a specific task that has a very specific expectation. And that's how you should approach any company unless, you know, you're asked to be on the board or you're one of the owners, <laughs> you know, the, the name stays on the door, but you might not be there. Oh, okay. That is literally the most perfect segue into my next question where, I mean, you clearly have such a solid and profound sense of self, but have you ever felt diluted in regards to your personal brand while working with these juggernaut sized luxury establishments. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that again is up here. Like Mm -hmm. people, you know, people associate you after you've worked with certain brands, you know, they associate you with it and, you know, the clothes you wear obviously show, um, you know, I've been a director for some of the largest brands and yes, I wear a lot of that stuff, but it's because I work there. <laughs> well, going back to what you had said, where you were mentioning about how all the jobs that you've had, it was because you were recruited for them, mm-hmm. which is so interesting to me. And it's kind of like a light bulb moment where it's like how dynamic one's personal brand is when people seek them out to be a part of their organization or, you know, word of mouth referrals are like, yes, Seda is the person you need to talk to. Like that just shows how strong that is. It does. But then to your point, when you do have that, then you do kind of feel deluded because no matter what, you have to conform. Oof. Okay. That's the flip side of that coin. That's the flip side. And that's why I said, like, you are being hired to do a very specific job with a very specific expectation. And listen, I've had both. I've had And that just comes down to leadership. You know, I've had leaders above me that I feel like I'm the luckiest person to have had those people in my life, you know, being uh, the first Black Latina director in the Southwest at specific companies that you would be like, are you what? (laughs) You know, (laughs) excuse me, like in 2019, Yeah. You know, like that, that's real. Um, And I've had people that really kicked my butt, but came from a place of seeing who I was 
and saying you have potential, let's meet it. Let's meet it. Yep. And I've done my best to be the same type of leader. You know, I've promoted multiple people in my career. Um, but it was because, of course, I love doing that. And I I just, I live for being seeing people grow. Uh, but I'm so lucky that other people showed me that. They showed yeah. me how to become a merchant, you know, and, and I have had amazing experiences because I'm in that industry because of specific people. And those are the people that cultivated me. And I'm lucky to have that because that doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's huge. And I mean, it shapes too, not only your professional path, but it also really leans into like, hey, because it overlaps. We talked about it before where there's like no personal professional divide at all. Like no, there is really pushes together. <laughs> it um, always does. And I, and, and I think that that's, and I'll quickly say, I think that that's one of the issues in general with leadership today is that you're not, there are a lot of leaders who don't think of their people as anything more than that person who's sitting in that space. They don't think about that person's life, the connections that they have, the connections that they have outside of their job that impact their job and their ability to do their job and their attitude about their job. You know, you you have to think about the whole person, not just that person and that one job that they do. People are not one dimensional. And I think that that's why people are saying, you know what, I'm just going to find something. I don't care how much money I make anymore, which for Americans is huge, right? (laughs) But you're just like, well, where are all these people going that are leaving their jobs? They're trying to find themselves and I think they're trying to find a, a a better balance because they're not really being cultivated as people no 100% what advice would you give someone like if they came to you and kind of to your like exactly what you said where they're itching for more I don't think itching is the right word they're like being called for something bigger or higher what drives me over the last I would say six or seven years more than anything is mental health which is huge uh and if I could say someone who is similar and is frustrated at not being able to express themselves because that's what I was um really look into yourself. You have to get to know yourself. You have to love yourself. You have to become best friends with yourself. That's the only thing that will help you to not feel like a number, to not feel like you're not valued. Because I think that's also what is happening now. A lot of people don't feel valued. Yeah. And they should be. But, but, You're not going to get valued until you start doing it for yourself. And I know that sounds trite, but 
I am a living example of, you know, people will treat you the way you treat yourself. Ooh. And it's true. I need you to say that one more time. <laughs> people will treat you the way you treat yourself. Oh. And you have to watch yourself and know now I have more experience in looking out for myself because I can feel, you know, I suffer from clinical anxiety and depression, can't always control it, but I know when it's coming on. When I like am working, for example, and you know, I don't take as much time getting ready. I'm not the type of person that spends like two hours getting ready. Let's just get that out there. <laughs> you know, um, but when I start doing like, I, I unlike the, the um, tech bros, when I start doing a <laughs> uniform and I just start wearing all black or all this, or I know something's wrong with me. Oh. Uh. Because there's not like that creative. Because I don't have like, I that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like I want to put on this. Let me rock this jacket today or whatever. You know, like mirror the mood. Yeah, I got you. And so when I feel that, I'm like, okay, what's going on? And you know, let's start chewing on that and working on whatever that is. Um, and it takes a while to get there. I'm not saying you know get to know yourself this second like you already know yourself but just be honest with yourself and be honest about your reactions to certain things are you setting boundaries oh. you know what i'm saying like <laughs> i'm seeing and i'm great at boundary setting but i'm like i'm still seeing how i can set more boundaries because you know the people around you are they happy for you? Are they supportive of you? You know, who do who can you talk to and be completely yourself? You have to have that. Yeah. Find it. Because it will be around you if you are working, you know, if you're in the working world, I'm sure there's some something around you. Some people don't have a lot of people, which is why we have, you and I have talked about that a lot. We have a lot of trolls online because I think that that's where people go to let out their frustrations now because yeah. we're not interacting that much. And the, the bottom line is what I'm trying to say is when you're happy with yourself, you will find your way. Because you know yourself and you know what makes you happy. That's the best advice I can give is, is do work. You know, if you have to do therapy, if you have to join a therapy group, if you, you know, whatever you have to do to deal with whatever, if you have trauma, you know, a lot of people do and a lot of people don't deal with it. Yeah. Speaking to that myself, because. Yeah. That's where I'm coming from. But biggest advice is focus on yourself, become your best friend and chart out the course for your best friend. Talk to yourself like you're your best friend. Oof. And like, what would your best friend want to do? What would your best friend want to do? Exactly. Experience all those amazing things. And how would you support your best friend? Oof. 
isn't that hard? We're, we're like, you know, sometimes people say like, you need to reframe it the way that you speak to yourself. Like you're so harsh when you speak to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, would you ever say those, like, would you even use that same tone or use those words if you were speaking to your best friend? I'd be like, oh my yes. God, no, never. First of all, you wouldn't have best friend anymore. And they'd be like, rude. <laughs> not be your best friend or it shouldn't be if somebody talks to you like that. I'm trying to be better, but I feel like I'm very boundary fluid. Uh, but that's so true. And it's, I realize like throughout the years, like what a blessing it is to find people who, to your point, can you can be 110% yourself mm-hmm. and have the conversations, even like the unpleasant conversations. Cause it's not always about mm-hmm. like the fun, inspirational, exciting conversations or what's yeah. good. It's also having the conversations of like, well, damn, that was a hard day. Yeah. It's been a hard week. Like yep. what that looks like. Yep. Absolutely. Focus on yourself. Don't focus on, and listen, I am projecting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm projecting because, you know, I have to remind myself sometimes when I look, when I get on Twitter and and there's like (laughs) some kind of black Twitter comedy moment going on, I am in it. And I've had to pull back, you know, from social media because it's addictive you know, and that's part of mind your business, mind your own business. Oof. I'm going to plug the episode that you had about minding your business because oh, that's a good that. one. I remember that. I actually just yes. listened to it the other day, but there is, there's an episode where Stata speaks directly to that point of minding your business. Yeah. Because it's like, it's so easy to get caught up in other people. And that's part of what social media is. And it's what it's designed to do. Yeah. To keep you on there and keep you looking at other people. And I also notice for myself when I do that, sometimes I don't feel great about myself. Oof. That's a kind of amazing though, to be able to take that pause and do like the inward reflect, like reflect inward and be like, oh, pinpointing yeah. like what doesn't feel good and kind of being able to follow the breadcrumbs to where that happened or when that happened. And that's patience, you know, and that's being patient with yourself because here we are. I think I did that episode two years ago and I'm still talking about it. It's because it's still true two years later (laughs) or it's still timely. (laughs) I'm putting a timer on my Twitter now. That's it. (laughs) 20 minutes per day. Everybody look out for Seda on Twitter. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm going to delete all my tweets. Her little bird receipts, as we like to call them. Looking forward, I know it's a new year. Um, we We had a whole other conversation about resolutions, but is there anything that you're excited about? Yes. Forward to. Honestly, I, I'm just looking for like literally my goal right now for my entire life is to just live authentically. Um, I'm not working right now. I did something I was not planning on doing, (laughs) you know, but 
for my mental health, I'm not working right now because I just got to the point where I, I really felt like I needed to pivot for my mental health. Um, and that's, what's gotten me to that space where like, if I'm not being authentic, then I do start getting depressed because I feel like I'm betraying myself and I don't want to betray myself anymore. I want to be in a, in a space where I feel like I'm home in that space. And I don't have to question, like, I was talking to a friend yesterday uh, who has also been in the same business for a long time. And I don't think this is, again, germane to that particular business, but you get to this point sometimes that in your job or at your job, you feel like you always have to defend yourself. You always have to say, yes, I did this. Oh, I did this too. And I also did that. And it's like, that's so damaging to be, to feel like you always have to show your work. Oh, yeah. You know, as a professional. And that has that, there are so many variables that go into that. But for me right now, my priority is doing what I'm best at, you know, and taking the time to find that space. And I'm grateful that I have the ability to do that. But at the same time, it's not just about ability to do that. It's about I want to live my life in the best way I possibly yeah. can, you know, that's literally what it is. I've, you know, my dad's gone, my mom's gone and they came to this country to give us all a better life. My family comes from the Dominican Republic and I want to live that. I want to live that good life. I want to live the life that my dad imagined when he knew no one here and said, no, I want to go over there and give my kids a better life and give my family a better life. I don't want that to be for nothing. The fact that you're able to hone in on that while there's still so much time to do it. Like, that's incredible. There's a lot of people I know, like, they get to the end of, you know, it's unfortunate they get to their end of life and there's so much regret and so much like looking back of should have did this, I would have done that different and, mm. you know, fill in the blank. I think that's the biggest thing too, is like the regret factor of, you know, living a life that you feel the most authentic to yourself and living without regret. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't regret anything that I've done for a second. You know, because if I did it in, if I did it and I'm of my right mind, hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> why would I regret something that I consciously did? I love that. The ownership of it. Like, you gotta own your shit. stuff. You gotta own your stuff. And I have to own, you know, the couple of hours that I spent on Twitter that I could have been, <laughs> you know, practicing my cello or, 
French or, you know, something that's actually going to do me good in my life. That's what I what was sticking in my mind for a while was, I don't remember where I heard this quote, but it was basically all the things that you do in a day are creating your circumstances in your life. All the tasks that you do every day. So oh. every day I ask myself like, okay, what have you done today? That's going to help future Seda. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds kind of weird, but not at all. But like, I don't like talking about myself in the third person because I was <laughs> weird in general, but but yeah, I have to think about future me. That's the only way I'm not going to have regrets. Absolutely. I think we should all think about our future selves and like kind of project out like what it is that we see that person doing or achieving or stepping into or doing more of. It could be even like you're on the right path and just doing more of it. Yeah, exactly. And doing it for you because you want to. The last thing I really want to say is that thanks to you, I was really able to get in and dig in and really find my greatness. So I appreciate you for what you do. You really helped me to hone in on my brand and empower myself so much more than I could have in in any other way. So I'm so, so grateful for you. Thank you. I'm just, I'm, I'm just glad. And I'm honored that we're friends and like, we share this creative collaborative energy and like I'll send her voice memos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like huffing and puffing on the treadmill or something. I'm like, Hey, I was just thinking, <laughs> just thinking about you. <laughs> hey, that's helping future Janice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Thank but you, you for are having me. the best. And Thank I you. am so excited for, forget like the years, like and the time <laughs> restraints, but I'm just excited for what's to come because I know yes. when Seda puts her mind to something. <laughs> Watch out. Seda naturally on Instagram. I think that's the best place to find me right now. <laughs> but well, yeah, stay tuned for more. <laughs> oh, always. There's always something brewing. I hope you enjoy today's episode with Seda. She is a force and I am so fortunate to be in her orbit. I want to leave you all with a little bit of inspiration. Whether you're currently in a corporate role, honing your unique skills and personal magic, or if you're at that exciting crossroads contemplating striking out on your own to build something that's truly yours, remember, we're here rooting for you every step of the way. I hope today's conversation with Seda not only enlightened you, but also ignited a spark within you. It's a reminder that each of us has something unique, something invaluable to offer to the world. Your vision, your passion, your authenticity, these are your superpowers. And in a world that often feels crowded and competitive, never underestimate the impact of your individuality. So as you go about your day, your week, or even as you map out your career path, please carry this message with you. The world needs what only you can bring to it. Your ideas, your perspective, your voice, they matter. 
So embrace them, nurture them, and most importantly, share them. I value your ideas and feedback. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a minute to rate and review it on your preferred podcast platform. Every rating, review, and share makes a huge difference. It's more than simply a click or a comment. It's the first step in creating a beautiful community of influential brand builders. Until we meet again, continue to infuse your genuine self into your business endeavors. Let's embark on a journey of building brands that are fearlessly, unapologetically, uniquely ours. The world is waiting for what only you can offer.